You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire podcast. We are doing a shorter version today. We have some big news today. We've adjusted our URL. You can still find us at collegefootballnews.com backslash MWCWire. That's too wordy. That's too lengthy. Nobody's going to remember that. We now have MWWire.com, so bookmark that page. Same stuff, same jokes, same content we're doing there, but you can actually remember the URL. So check us out there. Oh, yeah, I'm Jeremy Moss here, of course, every week. Listen to us, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. I saw we're on last.fm, so if you use that, cool you listen to us there this interview today we're getting caught up with colorado state rams football talk with rich kurtzman over at 58 or excuse me 5280 sports network you'll tell this is not the first time i got that wrong because i stumbled during the interview as well and then also he does other stuff at milehighsports.com so check out rich kurtzman his stuff we talk about rams camp so far uh quarterback stuff is colin hill really gonna play or take away uh minutes this year from nick stevens we saw that last year but there's injury issues for why. But uh, here we go. Have a yeah. Listen. All right. Now joining us, we're doing a little uh, get to know some other teams. The like Colorado State. They're starting fall camp or about a weekend with uh, Rich Kurtzman here talking about CSU and everything. So first off, before we introduce you, you gotta make sure we uh, plug where you're at right now. You're doing a couple of things with themahighsports.com. Obviously, Colorado State. Because why else would we have you on, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. We're not talking Broncos here. Uh, and then also 5280sportsnet.com. Or sorry, that's incorrect. 50, 5280sportsnet. Yes, that's what I said, right? We're going to keep the Sportsnetwork.com. And uh, yeah, I have the CSU Rams cast there where I talk Colorado State football and basketball mainly and, and try to get to all kinds of Colorado State sports in that podcast, which is twice a week. That's what I get for looking at the Twitter handle, not the website. Exactly, yeah. The Twitter handle is 5280sportsnet, so that can get a little tricky. If you type that in, you would have found it, right? Shouldn't have been too hard. So go there, 5280sportsnet, Mile High Sports. And yeah, we're talking Rams. They're in fall camp the first week. This is one of our shorter podcasts, not our extended hour-plus long stuff. But So for Colorado State, we'll go back really quick to me. Everybody knows me back in January of this past year, conference champion. I predict them from the get-go, from how they played the second half of last year. And we'll see if they keep the momentum. But for you, you've been out a couple of practices. You've been out see, seeing what's going on. I know there's a ton of optimism, not just because they're going to be good, but you got the new stadium. I guess, is it technically season tickets sold out? There's some confusion on that. But a lot of people are going buying tickets. So what's it been like the first week with um, everything that's been going on? Well, season tickets aren't sold out, but they did set a new school record for 15,000 school or uh, season tickets. And uh, Kelly Lyle, the Colorado one was the first to report that. So that's pretty big. I mean, last year it was 13,000 and that was a new record. So they've surpassed that in terms of season tickets. And then in terms of the very first game, which kicks off August 26th at 12:30 PM mountain time, that game is completely sold out to open the brand new stadium, Sunny Lubick field at the on-campus stadium. Still no word if they will have a naming rights partner 
by the time kickoff rolls around. I don't really expect it at this point. We're so late in the game, uh, but you never know if they're going to be able to do that. Now, as far as the football team's concerned, they're excited. You know, I mean, they're finally back to practice. Uh, now they finally have their pads on, so they're able to hit each other a little bit. And they went through their first scrimmage on Saturday, which, you know, was a little bit of what we expected. The offense came out and somewhat dominated the defense. Uh, that's kind of what we expect to see this year, at least early on. And it's what we saw last year early on, too, for Colorado State. The offense was farther along than the defense, uh, although both units um, came along as the season went on. And obviously Mike Bobo being an offensive-minded head coach and the former uh, offensive coordinator at Georgia, it was expected that the offense would come along quicker. But this year, the offense has to start quick and... We'll see where the defense starts out, but everybody's just trying to get sorted out, and there are a lot of newcomers, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of excitement and expectations around this team, both inside and outside the locker room. Let me ask you this about, because we'll go back a little bit to media days real quick. Were you, like, you know, for, well, not for some reason, they've kind of earned it, but in the Mountain Division, is Boise State the division? preseason division champion i don't think that's the case i think they got it just because hey look at us we're boise state mm-hmm. were you okay first off you probably weren't surprised at that but would you where would you have put the top three teams oh definitely division? i mean you know until colorado state can win and beat boise state then you have to give them their due i mean they haven't beaten uh, boise state ever you know, and so I think this is the year where they have a chance. But until they actually do it, you got to give Boise State their due. And then, you know, then I would think I would put Colorado State in second. Um, and they could win this division. I mean, and they could win the conference overall. They would have to have a lot of things, you know, fall in line uh, for them to do just that. Uh, but I think it's going to be close. And, you know, and then I think it gets kind of... Uh, kind of tricky after that you know who's who's gonna really come out and shine in that side of the of the conference all right and like i said who they have coming back like offensively we'll stick with quarterbacks and i was fooled last year sort of because i picked nick stevens to be the guy and he landed egg would be nice for what he did versus colorado yeah last year so he and people are debating like you mentioned this before colin hill he had the acl tear middle of the year and then Stevens came in and played amazing in November. So let's start with Hill. Is he completely healthy? Because his injury was early enough where, from what I've seen, he's out there practicing and doing stuff with the team. Yes, yeah. And that was something that I questioned earlier on. Uh, I didn't know if he was going to be able to be 100% healthy, but he is. And that's what uh, Mike Bobo said even before, or excuse me, it came after the the scrimmage, that he's 100% healthy. Um, and Bobo said he liked the way that he gets around. And now let's not, you know, mince words here. He has the strongest arm. He's the most athletic guy. He can make things happen outside of the pocket with his legs. I mean, that's also, though, why he got himself in trouble and tore that ACL. He was running for that first down on third and 20. He got hit after gaining 19 yards, and that was the end of his year last year now Stevens was able to come in not only finish that drive with a touchdown but win that game against Utah State and then Colorado State went on to win four out of their last six games and they scored an average of 47.1 points per game during that stretch so Nick Stevens to me 
has been the starter ever since all that happened. And what Mike Bobo wanted to talk about when it came to leadership is that Stevens didn't have the leadership before he was benched, but he continued and learned that leadership after he was benched and really led the way that Bobo wanted him to so that when he did take the reins again, it was a pretty much flawless transition. And so there is definitely a quarterback competition still going on. Mike Bobo has always said that he would have competition at every position, and that has held true. You know, these guys, McIlwain, for instance, always said that there would be competition at every position, but that didn't necessarily play out. It has played out for Bobo. I think that's why you saw Nick Stevens declared the starter in 2015, and then Coleman Key come in and play against him, and, and, you know, Stevens ended up winning that job. And the same thing that happened last year was Stevens, who got benched for Faton Bauta, who got benched for Colin Hill, and then Stevens ended up coming back in and finishing the season. So I commend Mike Bobo for having a true quarterback competition and competition at every position. However, I do believe that this is Nick Stevens' job to lose. Bobo declared him the starter on media day. Uh, he outperformed Colin Hill during the scrimmage on Saturday, and I expect Nick Stevens to continue to be the starter the entire season. All right, let me ask you this, then, because last year he was given a short lease, essentially. Right. Knowing what we know from Nick Stevens, because 15, he was second-team all-conference. This last year, he was the best quarterback probably in the country, efficiency-wise, in November. Outperformed, like, Josh Allen and Brett Rippon at times late last year. Mm-hmm. And see, if there's if he has, say, just a quarterback stumble, have bad stretches, is Bobo going to pull him like they did with when Balta came in? Like, he got a quick leash. They kept rotating Colin Hill. And like Stevens, they kind of just kind of went back and forth a little bit. And then you give Nick Stevens more confidence because if you look at what, not to go too far off, but Fresno State, they had issues where they would yank quarterbacks every five seconds just mm-hmm. for whatever reason, which is no confidence. QB coach wasn't the best at communicating, didn't give anybody confidence. Are they going to give Nick Stevens, oh, he has an interception or a bad, say he goes like two of ten in the, in the third quarter or something and doesn't play well. Are they going to give him time to recover from that? Or are they going to, like, oh, you're playing bad, let's get you out of there? Because that could have an issue. Like like I said, Fresno State, the past three or four years, nobody's confident they're looking over their shoulder every bad play they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think somebody actually asked Nick Stevens that question, you know, if he does feel more comfortable this year. And he said he does, uh, even with Colin Hill pushing him. However, if I, you know, I can only go on what I've seen in the past. And the past mm-hmm. says that Mike Bobo will pull – one of these guys, it doesn't matter if they're the quarterback, the running back, any position, if they're struggling, they're having a bad game, and if they're not playing the way that he knows that they can and that they need to. So I still don't see that leash being so short that Bobo pulls him in the first game, even if he plays terribly. Now, I do want to say that uh, Oregon State's defense was terrible last year. They gave up 429 yards a game and 30.5 points per game against their opponents so I expect Nick Stevens and the offense to come out quickly strongly and I don't expect him to be pulled however if he goes into that CU game and struggles uh you know depending on what happens in that first week he could get benched I still you know I expect to see Nick Stevens as the starter all year long that is not to say that Colin Hill won't play he could Nick Stevens could get hurt and he could play terribly during a stretch and I wouldn't be surprised to see Colin Hill come in at that point but you know if you think about it as well in this way that Colin Hill was the true freshman last year and they had to burn his red shirt in the third game or the second game excuse me so you know he's coming off of an injury he's still incredibly young 
if they can, I would think that they would want to try to redshirt him this year, uh, but Bobo wants to win games. So Steven struggles too much in that second game against CU. He could get benched. So outside of being benched, would there be like, hey, he's going to come in for a package of some sort, or is it just he's going to play the same thing Stevens has played? Like They're not going to change much of anything, like play calling. Not too much. I do expect that Nick Stevens knows the def- or the offense better uh, than Colin Hill. Now, this is the third year for Stevens, and it's going to be the second year for Colin Hill because he was able to come in during the spring of last year. And uh, Bobo even said that he had that edge over the younger guys because there are three younger guys as well um, who weren't able to come in in the spring. So, you know, Nick Stevens, he's the more experienced one. He knows the offense better. He's the better leader, and besides those physical attributes that I said earlier, he is the best quarterback on this team. I think that's why he won that job, and he's going to continue as the team's starter. All right, let's take another injury, injured position, I would say, running back, because Marvin Kinsey Jr. had a similar injury late in the year. Mm -hmm. Is he back as well? Because we saw him racing, I forget who it was, earlier this summer, and he's back getting carries. Is he because that was like a November injury or December right. injury. How was he? That's like six, seven months, man, eight months. How is he ready to go if he's asked to, if, if say, like Dale Dawkins or Izzy Matthews gets hurt or something goes on with them? It's a good question. Um, and that was Preston Williams, who he was racing, the, the Tennessee uh, transfer. Who And who won exactly? Just close. Kinsey says he's won. Kinsey won, as far as okay. I know. As the angle as we saw, the straight, of four, straight ahead angle is hard to tell, really. You need that side view to see what happened. It was, but I'm fairly certain that Kinsey won. And that's funny because I wanted to ask him after the first day of practice uh, if he had won that. And, you know, with we're not allowed to ask the players about injuries. We can only ask Mike Bobo. It's Bobo the worst said, stuff. Yeah, it's, it can be tough. But, you know, Bobo actually does a good job updating with injuries, even though he doesn't have to. You know, this is in the NFL. They don't have to give a uh, an injury report, so to speak to us um, during practice. But he said that, you know, his injury did happen in November, so it was a month later than uh, Colin Hill's. And he's on the the track to be being able to play this year, but he's not fully recovered yet. Um, and after that first practice, you know, I requested to talk to Kinsey because he's now on our list. He was not available. He was also not available during media day as were some other guys. So I haven't had a chance to talk to him face-to-face yet, ever, uh, because first-year players in the program do not talk to the media. So last year we weren't able to talk to him. Uh, I do I do expect him to be that third back. Um, Dalen Dawkins, he's your starter, and I did have a chance to talk to Dalen Dawkins, who is, um, by the way, the nephew of Brian Dawkins, the former safety and likely future, future Hall of Famer, um, and so he talked a little bit about his toughness and how he got that from his dad more than even his, his uncle, but that the, his teammates watch the highlight films of Brian Dawkins and they all get hyped. And, uh, as Dalen Dawkins said, that's the way you have to play the game of football fearlessly. And that's how Brian Dawkins used to play. And he tries to bring that into his game, even though he's five nine, one eighty three. He's going to be the starter, and a lot of his carries come between the 20s, and then once they get within the 20s, it's the Izzy Matthews turn and the end time and the Izzy Matthews show, if you will. He had, I think, 13 or 14 touchdowns last year. So 
they're kind of co-starters in that way. It's a little bit of thunder and lightning. And then the real lightning can come out when Marvin Kinsey gets the ball because he's arguably the fastest guy on the team. And then there are some younger guys as well that may get some some reps as well, like Rashad Body, who has a huge body, and uh, he's another big bruising back. Uh, and then Marcus McElroy as well. He uh, he has been called out by Mike Bobo as as impressing during fall camp so far. Yeah, I remember I was going to ask you about that. Like, he brought out those two guys, like Bodie and the fourth, like, they go five deep, essentially, running back. So, you know, I believe Kinsey said, or Bobo said, he's not going to redshirt. We'll see how much he plays. It's, it's still to come back early. I don't know. Maybe they'll put him in that Abilene Christian game for a couple of carries here or there to see. Because that'd give him a couple couple extra weeks because they don't need him to play. Because, like you said, they're, at least I said as well, the running back depth is probably what, San Diego State and Colorado State, the best running back depth right now. Air Force, they toss mm-hmm. whoever, so it's hard to tell mm-hmm. who sometimes. So they don't they don't need him to come in, but I'm getting, betting – I'd bet pretty good money, like, he'll do what he did end of last year if he gets those carries because he was right with those two guys in late October, November, and if he's healthy by then, and then yeah, it's going to be tough to stop. So real quick, let's wrap this up. Let's get to defense because, well, we know the offense should be pretty good. There's just that uh, fun quarterback stuff to talk about. So they lose Kevin Davis, who's uh, who's hanging around the NFL or doing something right now. They bring back most of talent, but he was so much production he brought back. What has been said about the defense? Because I was critical early last year of Marty English, and then the same thing with the offense. After that Utah State game, something happened. They turned it around and played very well the second half of the year. Is that mm-hmm. stuff? same stuff still going on that they expect to be as good last year from who's going to replace Davis and whoever else is coming up? I think that, you know, Kevin Davis was the biggest loss for them, as you said, and he's still the biggest question mark. Who's going to fill in in that role? And he was really uh, more of a pass rushing linebacker. Their pass rush, uh, the Rams, is definitely questionable this year. Uh, Deontay Clyburn is a guy that they're getting back who couldn't play last year. He's going to be huge, but he's more of a middle linebacker, and he didn't play in the scrimmage. At least he didn't have any stats um, accumulated so he had a blood clot condition last year Deontay Clyburn if he is back he's going to be a senior leader and a playmaker from the middle but who's going to get around the edge who's going to be that guy that's going to be putting pressure on the uh, opposite team now during that scrimmage Ellison Hubbard did have a sack he plays defensive line and the other couple of guys that had sacks were from the linebacker in core and then Jaden Walker he kind of led the team. He's a safety and he's a freshman. And he uh, he had two sacks as well as eight tackles to lead the team, two of those uh, tackles for a loss, as well as a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. So that's a young guy that you can keep your eye on, Jaden Walker, the safety. Uh, it's unsure to know how much playing time he's going to get, but this defense is going to rely on the young guys just as they did last year. As you said, they came along in the second half of the season but they were absolutely terrible to start the year. And they had some other terrible stretches like against Air Force. You know, they allowed 49 points in that game. The offense put up 46 and couldn't win. Uh, That was a pretty crucial game that the defense kind of gave away. And then obviously the Idaho Potato Bowl, they gave up way too many points in that one as well. And so in my opinion, this team, the Rams in 2017, can go as far as the defense can take them. Now when I asked Marty English that, during media day, he didn't really fall for it. He didn't want to answer that and didn't say that he agreed with that. But simple, the simpleness of it is that up front, 
and in the defensive backfield, those are where the biggest question marks are. Who's going to play really well up front? Toby McBride, that's a guy that people hope can play well. Uh, Trey Thomas is a guy who could possibly be that edge rusher uh, that they all hope that that can, you know, at least fill in somewhat for Kevin Davis uh, and his absence last year. And then there's Darnell Thompson as well. He's a guy that could make some plays up front, but really up front, the depth, they're pretty thin. Christian Cologne, the 340-pound nose tackle, still hasn't played it down after coming in two years ago. He's been walking around with a boot and uh, still no word on his MRI, but he had a uh, he had a foot injury last year. In the defensive backfield, you have Jake Schlager. He's going to start. But next to him at safety, is it going to be Braylon Scott? Now, he's still on the roster, but if you remember, he went through that uh, that phase earlier in the summer where he was arrested for stealing two Rolexes as well as, uh, I believe, a bracelet or a, or a necklace from his uh, his teammate. And so while that's still being worked out, he should be the starting safety. And he's suspended from all team activities, but he's still on the roster. So if he comes back, that will be a huge boost to the defensive backfield. If not, that's another huge question mark. Again, in the middle, Deontay Clyburn, Evan Colorado, uh, he's going to be the bell horse of the defense, says uh, Marty English. So I think in the middle is where they're strongest in, in their defense. Up front and in the defensive backfield, there are huge question marks, and there are going to have to be a lot of young guys that come in and make immediate impacts. All right, so yeah, defense, it's, well, it's, hopefully it's like it was the end of last year. So any anything's I missed you wanted to mention really quick as we wrap this up about what you've seen so far at practices and everything? Uh, Michael Gallup is arguably one yeah. of the best receivers in, in the nation. That guy, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, it was great talking to him uh, during media day. It was the first time we had a chance to talk to him. Again, he was a first-year player in the program last year. We weren't able to talk to him, so... It was nice to talk to him this year, and Nick Stevens, uh, you know, he's sh- he shown about uh, Michael Gallup and his hard work, his work ethic, and when I asked Gallup what he worked on, you know, you don't want a guy who comes in from JUCO and then blows up like that. I think he had 14 touchdowns. He was either first or second in the Mountain West in yards uh, to become complacent. And so he said that he's been working on the uh, route running specifically. And if you go back and watch a lot of Gallup's film, first of all, the first three to five weeks, he dropped a lot of passes. He was completely lost out there. So for him to come in and seven or eight games, basically be the best receiver in the Mountain West still, says something about how amazingly he was able to finally pick up the offense, but most of the routes that they were running were go routes and skinny posts to him, and as he called it, go up and get him balls, which he's great at, at doing, but now that he's becoming more uh, learned in the route tree and knowing how to run all these different routes precisely and that he's been working one-on-one with Nick Stevens in the offseason, expect Michael Gallup to be even more explosive. He had 197 yards and I believe two touchdowns in that scrimmage. Of course, it's just a practice, Mm -hmm. but that's the kind of numbers that this guy is going to put up against real defenses, players that he doesn't play against all the time as well. Yeah, we'll see how he goes. I'm excited to see when, like, plays. you guys play Alabama. That'll be tough San Diego. Well, you don't play Aztecs this year, but 
playing all the Mountain Division teams like Andrew Wingard, Andre Chautry out there in the secondary. Mm-hmm. We'll see what he does against those guys. But, Rich, thank you for hopping on with us today. Uh, check out all of this stuff. I'll get it right this time. MileHighSports.com. Mm-hmm. And then also a podcast over at fifty, jeez, oh, fifty two eighty sportsnetwork dot com. Not the Twitter exactly. handle, but fifty two eighty sportsnetwork dot com. Twice a week. Are you doing those right now? Or are they have they been going all summer? Or are they about to get back up going again? Yeah, we started last July, and uh, we do two a week, and usually uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. But that can change every once in a while. And they're about twenty minutes long, so they're not too long. And we try to bring you all the news and opinion from the heart of Fort Collins, full of quotes and everything else. We had some hiatus uh, hiatus time during uh, the summer, so we're back in full force, and we're back to two podcasts a week. So, you know, I just thank all the Ram fans who do tune in. Yeah, go check it out, because we can't cover everything CSU all the time, so we'll give a few minutes here, but more in-depth stuff. If you like to listen on the car ride, your train ride, whatever, Mm -hmm. listen to both of our. Subscribe to Rich's and subscribe to this thing as well, because I think we do a decent job, so... But, uh, Rich, thanks again for hopping on, and we'll chat with you soon, okay? Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate it. All right, one more time. That was Rich Kurtzman. Check him out on Twitter, of course, at Rich Kurtzman. He covers the Rams. He's at the games. Uh, likes the new stadium, apparently, like everybody should, with uh, season tickets, uh, new record, 15,000-plus. Home opener basically sold out. Again, his stuff, milehighsports.com. Some interesting stuff. I He's going to sort of hedge his bet a little bit, saying that he's going to take Boise State just because they've always done it. And he makes some good points. So the Rams have never beaten uh, Boise State ever, particularly in a conference last year. It was pretty close. And he's with the quarterback situation. We're kind of the same same boat saying it should be Nick Stevens. And here's to hoping Coach Bobo and everybody else doesn't have a, a quick leash, sort of like last year. Like I get competition going on throughout the season if you're playing poorly. But I think last year was a bit too quick to pull Stevens, and then he had about to get in, and he got hurt, and didn't or didn't play well. Then Nick, Nick uh, Colin Hill comes in, Nick Stevens reemerges one more time. Let's just hope Stevens gets his uh, benefit of the doubt first performance, second of, of last year. But I do agree with Rich that hey, you got Colin Hill going to be the future, very good quarterback, good arm. Like Rich said, his legs are positive, but also were a reason he got hurt from moving around the pocket. So that's kind of your uh, no, not kind of that is your Colorado State Rams. Um, camp update week one and we'll see if we chat with some other guys around the conference writers on our site and other places for people who are there in person at practice so stick it stick here with us again new url mwr.com check us out itunes and stitcher blog talk radio give us a review five stars and then tell us that we suck or something i don't know but we like the five stars to bump up the show tell a couple of friends uh we're doing fantasy football as well Check us out at patreon.com backslash MWCWire for that info. Or I believe it's also pinned to our Twitter page at uh, MWCWire or myself, Jeremy Moss. But that's our show for tonight. Thanks for Rich uh, joining us. And uh, again, yes, we're always biased against your team.